This is another MP3 podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle, Australia. Good afternoon. Thank you once again for joining me. Julian Campbell here, and we've got another great show lined up for you again this week. A bit later in the program, we'll be looking at some of those little simple tips that may work in your business, especially in these challenging times. We're also going to be talking with Jenny Nichols, the president of the Maitland Chamber of Commerce. But right now, we're going to talk with John Cayley from the Lake Macquarie Business Centre about uh, some of those businesses that might be a little bit economically challenged at the moment. Good afternoon, John. Afternoon, Julian. How are you? I'm good, and you're standing out there in the sun, I believe. I am. Enjoying the beautiful weather? It's lovely. And we've got it for the next few days, we, according to the weatherman, so that's great, isn't it? Oh, just keep, keep it rolling on. It's terrific. Okay, so uh, economically challenged businesses. Of course, we're talking businesses that uh, may be not making any profit and people might not be taking any salaries out of there. Pretty quite a few of them out there now, wouldn't there? Yes, there are, I think. You know, and I think uh, people need to have a, a bit of a look at their business and see where they're going from here because, you know, it's not the sort of time, it's not soft economic times now where you can just pick up and run quickly. You, you've got to really seriously look at your business. Yes, but on, and I think on the other hand, though, we don't need to panic too much. I was reading an article in my business just now, and it talked about uh, some of the world's largest firms were founded during recessions, including Microsoft, HP, McDonald's, General Electric, and Disney. So, um, you know, uh, just because we are a little bit uh, down at the moment doesn't mean to say uh, our businesses are doomed, does it? Oh, absolutely not. And, and for a lot of businesses, it's the existing business, it's a wonderful time to really tighten a ship and make your business very smart so that when you, we come out of this recession, you can actually fly. And for other businesses, you know, what happens typically during a recession is, is that needs and so on change. It, it becomes crystallized where, uh, you know, people are, markets are slowly dying prior to it in, in certain, uh, for certain businesses. When you hit a recession, they can stop, mm. and therefore your business needs to change, and you can you can take off. So, to, new businesses can take up new opportunities, which are made clear because there's a recession about. So, uh, really, what uh, these businesses who might be feeling a little bit of the pinch should be really doing their research again, looking at their target market. Oh, absolutely. You know, you really. Uh, I, I think you get a bit lazy from time to time. You just assume business is going to come through the door or your, your salespeople are going to be able to go out there and sell what they normally sell. You know, in times like this, and, and, and it tends to roll along adequately, but in times like this, it doesn't happen that way. Mm. So you really have to have a very good, close look at your business and make sure that you, you are at the sharp end of that business. And probably at the end of the day, if... Uh the research shows it, we might have to completely redirect our business in other areas or even change business. Well, back to that issue of if your current market dying and yeah. dying quickly because of a recession, you need to look at yourself and the business that you own and understand where your strengths are and see where the opportunity is to transfer those strengths into a market that's growing. Yeah. Uh, and obviously now is also the time to look at... Uh, Systems in a business, and particularly the uh, the financial areas that we're we're looking at on a monthly basis. You know, there's a number of things that you should be monitoring uh, on a monthly basis. You know, you, you, your key financial indicators, your ratios you're looking at, you must you know watch them very closely. I think in times like this, you, you can, if you can, you need to bring it back to weekly. Yeah. You monitor it regularly. You'll soon pick up a trend 
of, of change and you can react to that change in trend quickly if you do do that. But you also got to look at some of the other in- indicators that are not necessarily, you know, profit and loss type financial things. Like, you know, in those business-to-business situations where you, orders take a while to come through, you know, you, you have an opportunity, it takes a while to develop the opportunity into a, a sale. You know, you've got to measure that, that what's referred to as a sales funnel uh, as it goes along as well to keep on top of the trend for your business in, in the future. Mm. So uh, is, have you come across any good businesses that might be... Uh, um, recession-proof, uh, those sorts of things? I think opportunities in, a, in the current times are clearly in the sustainable energy field or sustainable industry, you know, whether it be recycling or whether it be creating energy or, you know, simple stuff like tanks and that sort of thing. Mm. Those areas are certainly growth areas, and the government is financially supporting them and will do for some time yet. So they're areas that are worth getting into right now because they're new opportunities, new business opportunities are there. Yes. Uh, of the traditional areas, you know, IT uh, was traditionally an area of, you know, constant evolution. That has slowed down. So IT businesses have, generally speaking, slowed down some, quite a lot. Mm. So it's fairly difficult in that area to, to pick up and pick new areas. Mm. I, I was just reading an, an article again in this uh, My Business magazine which talked about, well, the number one, uh, business that we should be considering is affordable bites. Uh, the way we eat has changed um, because people are c- cutting uh, discretionary, discretionary spending, but uh, they're replacing it with other more affordable type ways of doing it. So it might be a question of just uh, repackaging a slightly different way, mightn't it? Well, just on that particular example, there was a guy in my office yesterday who's starting a business motorising push bikes. Wow. And I said to him, you know, I suppose that's good for me in the sense that, you know, I can ride for a while and then I can motor, turn the motor on for a while. Mm. He said, actually, when you turn the motor on, you won't ride. <laughs> you won't pedal. <laughs> well, that was quite good. Uh, another area of opportunity that, that I think is very current, um, with the baby boomers coming up to retirement, a home improvement area, uh, particularly uh, in this area, in this general area around Newcastle, Lake Macquarie, there's a lot of people that have come into uh, retirement. They've got their retirement money and they want to modify their homes to mm. suit their current style of living. Mm. So that's a good growth area. I know that we have a business in our centre that's booming. Mm. And it's booming particularly because of the baby boomer market. Yeah, and of course uh, people are not necessarily buying homes at the moment. They're sticking with what they've got and just yeah. uh, modifying it, aren't they? But I think anything that's focused on the uh, the baby boomer type market is going to be successful at the moment, particularly holidays and healthcare and those sorts of things. Well, that uh, that uh, generation is still spending money. Oh, it is. And it will continue to. And, uh, another area of interest, I guess, is the area that you're in, in, in some instances, is the business coaching area. Yeah. Uh, that's that's an area of growth because people are saying, "What do I do?" Mm. So and and finally, uh, beauty is the one that uh, this comment made in here at just twenty dollars. I'm told it's impossible to match the boost that a buying a new lipstick can provide. So uh, you know, just making people feel a little bit better. Yeah, that's important in times like this because they're running into walls elsewhere, aren't they? You know? Yeah.
I, I would imagine that a few of the uh, businesses that are struggling, though, uh, do find themselves steering back towards unemployment benefits. There is still some support for those sorts of people if they do get on a benefit, isn't there? Oh, there is. I mean, it's the, you know, typically the very smaller businesses that are becoming marginal can go to Centrelink, can get a benefit on Centrelink. And if they want to recharge their business, they can. That NICE program that we've talked about previously. Yes. Uh, people that. Uh, are running businesses that aren't economically or aren't commercially viable at the moment uh, can be eligible, can be, not necessarily will be, uh, eligible for the NICE program, which, you know, that's good business management training, which enables them to focus their business better and be run it much more effectively easily. Mm. And there's business mentoring attached to that as well. So those two things, as well as some income support, which is the third thing. So that's, that's an area that can seriously help people that are you know, marginal, if you like. Turn their business around again. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, thanks very much for your time again, John. Next week we're going to uh, well, we're going to take this a little bit step further and look at the health of your business and and doing some sort of a checkpoint. That'll be good. I'm looking forward to talking about that. Okay. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Thanks very much. Bye, John. Bye, Julian. John Cayley there from the Lake Macquarie Business Centre. Some uh, opportunities there in this uh, if you're an economically challenged business. Uh, in other words, not making any money at the moment. Maybe just going to have a good look at your business, take it in a new direction, and away we go again. 2NURFM 103.7, Business, the Law and You. Time for our monthly chat with uh, Jenny Nichols, the President of the Maitland Chamber of Commerce. Good afternoon, Jenny. Hi, Julian. How are you? I'm very well. You must be excited with the uh, the budget news. <laughs> well, Or I some have, of it. <laughs> I had a feeling that uh, there may be uh, some talk on the F3 today. So, uh, look... It's, uh, this is wonderful news for, for the hunter in terms of a vital piece of infrastructure that I think everybody knows that has been desperately needed for, uh, I think it's, a, it's about 20 years that various um, organisations have been lobbying uh, for this to occur. And, you know, after a few false starts and a few rumours, it's nice to uh, finally have it confirmed that, uh, that they are going to, um, you know, commit some decent funds to it and it will all happen. Excellent. And... Uh and obviously the Chamber has been very active in making that happen too, haven't they? Well, we have, and you know, but I think it's, it's really been a, a great effort from just so many organisations that uh, can obviously see the benefits that that, uh, you know, that that piece of road is going to bring to our area and the opportunities, um, more so now, that it will uh, open up for, uh, for opportunities for employment and residential land and, and just, just so many great opportunities here for us. And, of course, business. And definitely business. I mean, already we are, um, you know, we're located in an absolute prime area in terms of being able to serve the, the upper and the lower hunters in, in terms of our, our business services. And, uh, and with the uh, Hunter Expressway, I believe they're calling it, mm. um, you know, it, it just makes uh, this whole Maitland area an absolute prime position. So uh, next week you have your regular breakfast. Yes, we do. What, what are we talking about this week, next week? Well, it'll be very, very interesting, actually. Um, we have Robin McDonald. She's one of the senior economists and researchers with the Hunter Valley Research Foundation. And it was almost 12 months ago that Robin came and spoke to us um, about what's happening, what was happening in the, in the Hunter and particularly in the Maitland region uh, 12 months ago. And at that time, you know, it, it was still boding quite well for, for Maitland. Mm. Um, there wasn't at that time as, as many of the um, you know the, the global in, impacts that we're, we're showing through um, to, to this level. Uh, from what I'm getting out in the marketplace, it's still 
still would appear to be that Maitland uh, and, and the Hunter Valley in general uh, seems to be weathering these difficult times um, quite well. Mm. And I suppose it will be very interesting to hear what, uh, what Robin tells us next week from a statistics point of view. And, um, and, and we had Harley Dale from the Housing Institute last month, and, and he was very, very um, uh, complimentary, I suppose, in terms of the way we're, we're operating still here in the Hunter. So it'll be nice, hopefully, that she will be giving us the same news as well. Yeah. Is there any particular industries that, that uh, you can pick out as being focused that uh, are having challenges at the moment? Oh, I guess in terms of the, the, the challenges, it's, um, it's, a, it's a little difficult to say. I think that there's some, some industries out there that um, have, been doing it, have been doing it tough, but I can honestly say that, that the majority of people that I've been speaking with have been, have been still very, very positive mm. in terms of what's going on. And I suppose now is a really great time for all of us as business owners to really have a look at our operations and what we do and what we can do better mm. and to be very proactive and get out there and have a look at what opportunities are available and how we as business people can take advantage of those opportunities. And, you know, there's, there's going to be, um, you know, new industries that will come out of, of all of this and new opportunities for businesses. And I think it's all about knowing your business and what you can... Um, what you can actually latch onto out there, and and one of the great things is looking at working with other complementary type of businesses. And if you see businesses out there that are doing very, you know, doing quite well, think, well, how can I get involved in in what they're doing? How can my biz business work with their business? Um, and I think it's it's all about working working smarter and, and working together. Which is what the chambers are really all about, isn't it? Well, it certainly is, and it's a great networking um, opportunity for businesses of all sizes and, and, and all makeups to come along, find out what your what your fellow business people are doing, find out what um, you know if there's, there's training courses that we offer, there's seminars, all sorts of information. And I think, you know, at the moment, that's what we need to do. We need to really look at what's out there, what can help us, and you know, things are going on there in the big wide world. Uh, we need to look at what we can control. And, um, and in most cases, that's our businesses and how they run. So that's what we need to be concentrating on and, and asking people for, for help and direction, um, you know, because there is help out there for all of us. Great. Well, thanks very much for your time again, Jenny. And have a great breakfast next week and we'll talk to you again next month. Thank you very much, Julian. You Thank have a great you. afternoon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Jenny Nichols there, President of the Maitland Chamber. And, yes, of course, those chambers are there to help us, especially in these challenging times, work together and uh, take all our businesses forward. And now it's time to have a look at a few of those simple tips that might help our business. What about controlling absenteeism? Statistics suggest that 10% of the workforce accounts for 50% of absenteeism. Concentrate your productivity efforts on those offenders to record big gains. Use a publicly displayed absenteeism chart to show other employees who is letting the team down and take advantage of natural peer pressure. By the way, stress and anxiety and depression are really rocketing as official reasons for absenteeism and they're proving costly. On average, employees suffering from mental health problems are absent for 16 days a year. Let's work on a couple more positive things. Words to avoid, just or or, both convey uncertainty. If you have a view, express it boldly and wait for the other side to respond before bringing out the alternative. Only use or when it's in your favour from a negotiation point of view. Substitute words. For example, uh, 
investment for cost. For example, your investment is only in our program is only X dollars. Substitute buy for own. For example, when you own product X, you will appreciate these benefits. What about telephone selling? An objection salespeople frequently overlook the prospect's fear of being criticised by staff, managers or partners for having bought the product or service. The solution to that is have material which can be left behind to demonstrate the value and benefits of the product or service. Employees want to know that not only will good work be appreciated but acknowledged but poor work will also be pointed out and the correct procedures explained. Here's a great little story here from a guy in Melbourne. Colin Fields of Melbourne overcame a cash flow shortage to remunerate his employees in a most unusual way. Colin, like most other businesses, wanted to, uh, was faced with the dilemma of wanting to remunerate employees at Christmas time for a job well done. Yet the tighter economy meant his liquidity was tied up in servicing a larger debtor's ledger. Instead of paying his people cash bonuses, he elected to reward them with bonus holidays and to capitalise on the PR aspects. He hangs a prominent sign on the wall of his shop to recognise the deeds of his absent staff member. The sign simply says, Susan Jones is absent today. It's her merit holiday for excellent service to this company and its customers. If any of our customers are less than satisfied with our products or service, please tell Susan or one of our friendly team. Thank you, Susan, for a job well done. A great way of patting people on the back, but at the same time keeping our staff members thanked and our customers happy. Well, thank you for being with me for the last half hour. I hope you enjoyed the program. Just a few things that are happening over the next few weeks it would be useful to have a look at. Uh, we mentioned last week, and it continuing on, the Hunter Central Coast Innovation Festival is on from the 8th of May through to the 22nd of May. And uh, you can get details of that from www.mncinovationfestival.com.au. So... MNC stands for Mid North South Mid North Coast and then Innovation Festival and the sorts of things that are going on um, uh, on Singleton and uh, Civic Avenue Queen Street in, in Singleton Arimba and the IDC we've got uh, Innovate for Survival and we've got So What Who Cares Turn Your Idea into a Great Opportunity. Um, and uh, a bit later in the in the month, 28th of May, we've got the Regional Innovation Advisory Service on the Central Coast there. We've also got the Enviro Hunter um, Expo and Seminars happening, two-day exhibition and seminar, Wednesday the 20th of May and, and Thursday 21st of May, 9am to 5pm at the Newcastle Jockey Club. So quite a bit happening there this month to uh, help kickstart our month. And, of course, it's also Home Base Business Month coming up. Next week, we're going to discuss the General Employee Entitlements and Redundancy Scheme with an insolvency accountant. We'll have another chat with John Cayley about the health of your business and look at more of those simple tips for your business. I'd love your company again next Thursday at the same time for business, the law and you. Remember, focus your passion on your vision.